Good morning, everybody. My name is Ryan Shepard. It is Thursday, January 15th, and you are locked into The Rap Show. Let's get it. As I said before, my name is Ryan Shepard and I am the host of The Rap Show. If you are returning to the show, you already know how this goes. And I thank you for tuning in yet again. If you're new to the show, let me fill you in on how this goes. The Rap Show is a morning podcast that explores the intersections of rap, R&B, and politics. Hence, the R stands for R&B and rap, the A stands for and, the P stands for politics, and the show stands for show. Get it? Anyway... Every show starts off with a segment I like to call Add Some Context. Given how social media and 24-7 news networks work, we're not going to break any news here on The Rap Show. But I can add a few details to what you've already been hearing, seeing, and experiencing depending on where you are in the country. With that said, let's get into today's top three stories on Add Some Context. First up, we have Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, as she is properly known. During a recent Instagram Live session, AOC talked in depth about the fear she had while the riots were going on. She feared for her life during those events that killed five people and had dozens more arrested and even hundreds placed on no-fly lists. Here's what she said during that Instagram Live session. Many, many, many members of Congress were almost murdered. Um, Many congressional staffers were almost killed. As for myself, I had a pretty traumatizing event happen to me. Um, And I do not know if I can even disclose the full details of that event due to security concerns. But I can tell you that I had a very close encounter where I thought I was going to die. Those are very, very, very strong words. And and I I send my prayers, uh, my thoughts and my prayers to those that were affected, to the members of Congress that had their lives threatened. And I hope they're able to continue to do their jobs, continue their work in a safe environment, or at least as safe as it can be given these times. Speaking of these riots, the House has impeached President Donald Trump for a second time for his role in those riots. He was voted out by a vote of 232 to 197. The impeachment process will now head over to the Senate, where lawmakers can not only impeach the president, but they can also vote to bar him from running for any political office in the near future. Last but not least, we head out to the West Coast for a story that is R&B adjacent. Actress, producer, record label owner, and all-around trailblazer Issa Rae has announced that her hit show, Insecure, will end after its fifth and final season. However, fans of Issa Rae don't completely have to let go of HBO. Issa Rae is currently producing two new shows for the network. 
Him or her will follow the dating adventures of a bisexual black man, and Sweet Life will follow the lives of black elites in the black Beverly Hills known as Windsor Hills. Not to mention Natasha Rothwell, known to Insecure fans as Kelly, is producing an HBO show of her own. Prentice Penny also is wrapping up a two-year producing deal with HBO. As a former HBO intern, it breaks my heart to see Insecure go, but as they say, all good things must come to an end. However, this podcast is good, but it's not coming to an end just yet today. Let's get into something you need to hear. Yesterday, I told you, Joy reminded me why I write about music. Well, last night, AG Club did the exact same thing. The Bay Area Collective infuses skate culture, hip-hop, and much more to create their own unique sound. You just heard Ashe. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, by the way. But you can hear them everywhere from Memphis with Anna Chapa and ASAP Ferg to the NBA 2K21 soundtrack. Their 2020 album, Halfway Off the Porch, is available on streaming platforms everywhere. So check it out now. AG Club could very well be the next big thing in music. And now we're getting into our one big thing for Thursday, January 13th, 2021. Let's get into it. have a script for the one big thing I, I write something down it's usually a paragraph maybe an essay depending on how much I write but today I just kind of wanted to go off script why because we're one week away from the inauguration of president-elect Joe Biden and vice president-elect Kamala Harris now I if you haven't figured out I try to be bipartisan um, on this podcast here try to get straight to the point, be a quote-unquote journalist. But if I had to tell you, I would say I'm more left-leaning, further than Democrat probably, as my family might say. But I don't necessarily align politically with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Don't get me wrong. I I, I voted for them and not our two-time impeached president. But I I don't necessarily align with them, but I can't overlook the history that is going to be made exactly a week from today. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will be inaugurated as the first black woman to be vice president versus 
South Asian American be become vice president versus HBC graduate to become vice president versus woman to become vice president. So many firsts associated with her vice presidency. And then alongside her, you have Joe Biden, who has been through a lot personally, losing his son. This is the third time he's run for president. So he, he knows what it's like to lose in a presidential race. And yet, when we could be talking about how these people have overcome things in their personal life, despite how I may disagree with them, Politically, I, I, I have to acknowledge that they've been through a lot personally and overcome a lot personally on their own personal journeys to get to this point. And that's what should, should be celebrated on Inauguration Day. It's like the day that you're promoted to a new position. Your friends may pick, take you out to dinner. You may treat yourself to something nice because you want to celebrate that moment. And that's what it should feel like for both Biden and Harris. But yet it won't feel like that because of everything that has happened two weeks before. Obviously, we've talked about it at length on this podcast. On January 6th, hundreds, possibly even thousands of rioters stormed the United States Capitol. And I haven't necessarily gotten into a lot about my personal life on this podcast, but if I could reveal something, I would say that I lived and went to school in Washington, D.C. from 2014 to this past November 2020. So I've been inside that United States Capitol, and there's some misconceptions I would like to dispel uh, about that day. First being, the Save the America rally in the United States Capitol are not necessarily close together. They're about a mile away. Now driving, it's not too far. It's about a five, 10 minute drive. But walking, that's a 20 to 30 minute drive, a walk, excuse me. And that's commitment to go from there to the Capitol. And then two, I think a lot of people have this misconception that the Capitol is one building. No, it, it, I mean, it's everything's connected by tunnels and infrastructure, but the US Capitol is humongous. So to take that over is something in itself. And then the security measures of it. I, I think we can say that we've all seen the videos of police opening up barricades, maybe taking selfies, so on and so forth with rioters. As someone who has gone into that capital a number of times as a journalist, as a student, so what, so have you, the security there is extremely, extremely tight. If I could tell another personal anecdote, uh, as a 16-year-old, I went down to Washington, D.C. for the National Young Leadership Conference. And while I was down there, we visited the capital, and the number one thing they told us to do or not to do when we went up there is not to make any jokes. Don't yell bomb, don't say I'm a terrorist, blah, 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 blah. Don't try to be a teenager and be smart ass. When we got there, a young girl who was probably about four, eight, four, nine at the time, we were 16, so she was about 100, 125 pounds, soaking wet max. She decided to yell bomb in front of the United States Capitol. Standing in front of the Capitol on concrete, a security guard ran in and tackled that young girl. Tackled out of nowhere. Imagine somebody on a football field, the wide receiver catching a pass, and then the linebacker out of nowhere. You can't see him nowhere. It just hops into the screen, takes out the wide receiver. That's what it looked like. Now, I'm not saying she deserved it, but I, I see why the security had to do their job. Got to make your paycheck. Can't be lackadaisical on the job. So to imagine my experience seeing that. Also, all the times I've had to go through security, trying to get into the Capitol, and then seeing people storm into the Capitol, unchecked, police just letting them in. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole 
if we were black people, this wouldn't have happened. Obviously, as a black person, I know this wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't be talking about five people dead. We'd be talking about 500 people dead. But I'm not going to be, not to reiterate the point of dead, not to be the dead horse. I'm not going to get into that point. But I want to get bring this all full circle back to the inauguration. Instead of talking about the personal journeys that these two people have overcome, all the obstacles they've overcome to get to this point in their personal journey, we're talking about the events of January 6th and all the security measures that have to be put into place on Inauguration Day. Airbnb canceling reservations for the week of the inauguration in Washington, D.C. Up to 20,000 National Guard soldiers in Washington, D.C. on the day of the inauguration. Expanded security uh, Secret Service detail and so much more that has to be put into place. And that's what the conversation has been about. We're talking about the impeachment of the president, the actions of the president, and how they endanger American people, specifically marginalized Americans. Instead of talking about this moment, that may not mean a lot to me because of my political ideologies, but means a lot to a lot of people. I would lie if I didn't say I was cheered up by the stories and the pictures of young black girls inspired by Kamala Harris because that that is what I want for a black community that's what I want for a black America people trailblazing paths and inspiring others on their way in doing so so I just want to bring that back to focus the stories of these two people overcoming so much but instead we're talking about security measures which are important but not necessarily what we want to be talking about at a time like this with that said i hope that was a little bit brighter than some of the other one big things i know it wasn't completely all happy go lucky but well we're getting there one one episode at a time but until next time my name is ryan shepherd it is thursday january 14th i hope you have a great day hope you have a great friday and i'll be back tomorrow to send you off for the weekend until then, peace.